And good morning, everyone. Uh, we are so glad that you're joining us today for Classroom 2.0 Live. Um, and our topic for the day is Google Forms. And we hope to share some ideas with you and get some ideas from you. So we're going to begin our session by um, doing a quick introduction to Illuminate to help you in case you're new to this platform or maybe just as a refresher. So welcome to all of you. And our moderators today are uh, Kim Case, Lorna Costantini, Peggy George, and Steve Hargadon. So Steve, it's up to you now. Hi, everyone. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, my job is to help make sure that you understand the Illuminate environment and um, what you can do here. If you think that you might want to be able to speak or ask a question at some point, you can go up to Tools, Audio, and there's an Audio Setup Wizard just to make sure that things are set up uh, correctly for you. And if you decide you do want to speak, we don't actually sort of as a default give you the microphone. You have to ask for it. That's to avoid confusion. And there's a button at the lower left side of your screen that has a picture of a microphone. And if you click on, well, I've gone ahead of myself. Now, above that in the participant box is a raise hand icon. You'll see a little hand with a green arrow and up arrow. So if you click on that, I'm going to click on that now for me, a little number will come up next to you. And that means that you've put yourself in the queue. You're certainly welcome to try that now, uh, just so that you can make sure that it's working. Next to the uh, hand icon is a smiley face. Then there's a clapping symbol, a confused smiley face, and a down uh, thumb. These are ways for you to communicate during the session that you're um, either confused by something or you really like the point that was made. You're certainly welcome to try these as well. I'm going to do the little clap button. Um, to, um, below that is a chat window. And that's where you can uh, leave chat messages during the session. And you should feel free to do that um, all through the, through the morning. Uh, it's a good way to communicate, uh, especially if you don't have a mic or you want to add a resource that, that, uh, that's apropos to something that's being talked about or to ask a question. And I'll kind of try and track and follow those so they know what's going on. And then if you do um, raise your hand and get called on to speak, then you can click on that little microphone button down on the lower left. And that's uh, how you actually turn your mic on. And then when you're done talking, if you wouldn't mind clicking that again, that will reduce the possibility for echo. So did I cover everything, Peggy? I think so. And we want to encourage people to uh, let us know if they have questions as we're going through this session. You can drop it into the chat room. And one of our moderators will um, do everything they can to assist you. We know that it takes a while to get comfortable in the environment and to feel like you know you're doing what you're doing. And all of us are still learning. So please don't hesitate to ask your questions. Um, Troy asks, are these archived? And they are. They are recorded and archived on our live Classroom Live uh, 2.0 site. And you'll be able to get the link to the full Illuminate recording, as well as an MP3 and a link to the chat. So if there are um, links that are dropped into the chat window during the session, those will show up in the chat log. And sometimes. Um, there are lots of great contributions that you'd like to go back and check out later. So um, we hope you'll take advantage of those. 
And so we're ready to go, Kim. Um, you want to? Okay. Let's let's do a brief description of our weekly show. I'll do that quickly and then have you take over the poll. Um, just so everyone okay. knows, we're doing our show every Saturday, almost every Saturday. We're going to have one exception that we'll tell you about as we get going. But um, each week we'll have a, a specific topic just to give a little bit of focus to the session and help you to know whether that's something you'd like to learn more about or you know something about and would like to contribute to. We will also have a newbie question of the week every week. And we're hoping that that will encourage people new to using Web 2.0 tools to join us and feel comfortable asking their questions and learning how to get started with some of these things. And then also each week, we'll be doing a um, short book talk, we're calling it a book talk, but it might be a blog post, it might be an article, it might be a website that we're talking about, and uh, we'll, we'll share that with you and then have a conversation about it. And then at the end of each show, we're going to have open mic and chat, so you may have an opportunity to share a highlight of your week. Maybe you've been to a conference and you just want to tell somebody about how great it was and what you learned there, or maybe you discovered a new tool or a new blog that you'd like to share. So at the end of each show, we'd like for you to jump in and do that. And then we'll conclude with our plans for next week's show and invite all of you to come back and join us again. So that's the overview. And Kim, take us into our first poll. OK, before that, I wanted to, uh, we wanted to find out oh. where everybody's from. Yes. And uh, I have the world map up. And what I would like everybody to do is to click on the laser pointer. And then you're going to drag that out and put your location on the map by clicking with the laser pointer. Um, the laser pointer is the line with the red star kind of sunshine thing at the end. And if you'll click on that and then click on the map and indicate where you're from. One thing I've noticed when you click Canada, on the map in US. Go ahead, take it. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, one thing I've noticed, and maybe some of you have discovered this too, when you click on the map with your little laser pointer, it seems to go to the left of where you actually click. So I try to just move it just a little bit to the right of where I think I want it to show up so that it comes a little bit closer. I'm not sure why it does that, but we're in the right ballpark anyway. Go ahead, Kim. Right. That's OK. It gives the general location. We just like to see where everybody's from. Um, we know that in, up north you're having some really cold weather, so we are, appreciate that you're joining us. And now we're going to go ahead and go to the poll. Do you use a feed reader? What I would like you to do in response to this question, do you use a feed reader, if you will click on the green X at the top for yes, or click on the red X for no if you use a feed reader. And if you're not sure what one is, um, you can click no for now. But by the end of the show, you'll definitely know what a feed reader is. So go ahead and weigh in. Right now, please click on the green X for yes or the red X for no. 
Oh, I'm so glad to see the red X's because that means that we have some things we can share with you today. And yes. we also have some ex experts with the green checks so that they can jump in and share their knowledge with everyone. Yeah, can I just point out again that where you're looking for is in the very, very top bar. It's not in the participants bar, but it's on the very top bar where all those little icons are. You'll find that green check and, check and, the, and the red X, because I know I had trouble finding that myself. Thank you. Great. Appreciate that. I'll give about 10 more seconds for everybody to weigh in, then I'm going to show the results. So we have Google Forms in with us today. OK, let me go ahead and show the results. Get my pointer, sorry. I have to click to change it from the laser pointer. I've got to do that. And make it a little bit bigger so we can see. Okay. As you can see from the results, we have ten people that weighed in that, that they're not as not using a feed reader. We have fourteen people that do and eight people that weren't able to vote or or not participating at the moment. So looks like um kind of half and half almost of using feed reader and not using feed reader. And if you're not sure what one is, we're going to pass it to Lorna, who's going to tell us what is a feed reader and why do I need a feed reader. And forgive my typo mistake. <laughs> Some days are just so like I didn't that. even see that till now. <laughs> no, I get it so much. Hopefully, that will make the people who are in the chat room who put the X's on there and haven't been there feel really, really good because that's what the the newbie part is. That's so. right. That's right. You're right. So, that so for all those people who put the X, this is all going to be new for you. And for all those people that did the check mark, what we're hoping is we get through the conversation that you're going to be helping support the X's by what you know. We're going to ask you to share some of your experiences. So if you'll be uh, patient, those little check marks are going to help the X's uh, have some kind of concept of what a feeder reader is and what it does for you. And excuse me, before I tell you what it is, I'm going to first tell you why you need it. So if we go to the next slide. About what your life was like. <laughs> OK, we're not going to again. Maybe who's running no this problem. show anyway? <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm we sorry. are together. <laughs> we are together, right. <laughs> yes. Okay, so before you knew about Feed Reader, I'm sure that, you know, like everyone else right now, you're on information overload. And now that the internet's become an essential tool, to it's even a greater challenge to stay on task, stay up to date, and stay organized. So let's just talk about how people communicate to you right now on the internet. And what they're doing is you're sending your information. It's usually by an email. So you're going to find that your inbox is, is jam full. You know, um, you can't see that graphic, but there was over over 317 messages. I'm sure some of you are like that um, 
going through that problem trying to keep up with all those emails in your inbox. And you know, it's really nice. Some of them are from your friends, so you put them on hold because they want to look, listen to the directives from your boss. And then you find you've got this great inbox, and you know, every day you're getting spam if you don't have a good spam filter on. And then if you're on a PC, you're really worried about getting viruses. And then all those great friends send you attachments because they want to send you all the pictures that are going on in your life. So um, you get a little bogged down with all that uh, kind of activity. And then let's look at when you want to get information on the web. You start browsing on the internet and you oh, I like that site. And uh, you may bookmark it. And if you have a bookmark, it will be on a list of about 20 bookmarks. Or maybe forget to bookmark it and oh, it's gone and you can't find that information. So that's what life is like before you have a feed reader. Now I'm going to tell you what it looks like and why you need it. Because in this paperless world, you're going to have to be on top of everyone and following the information. And so what you can do is subscribe to a feed, which I'll discuss in a second. But what does a feed reader look like? And, and here we have a, uh, a wonderful blog. And it's a screen capture here of Steve's blog. And he has a couple of ways that you can actually keep track of his information. And that's on his website. You're going to see um, a icon at the top right-hand corner, which traditionally is now meaning that that signifies that this particular um, website has a way to send information to you. You're also going to find, and I don't know if you can see it very well, um, I don't know how to point. In the middle, you have one arrow that says post, if it's, you can read it. In the bottom, you have another um, blank field that says subscribe. So what Steve is telling you is you can find my information out there on the internet by coming to my site. And I will, very much like a, a newspaper, send you this information on a uh, pipe that actually is called your feed. And that feed. Uh, brings the information to you on your computer with, with very little trouble. Let's look at the next slide. Oh, there it was great. And what does a feed reader look like? So we just went from Steve's uh, blog, and he said here, click on these links, and I'll send you the information. And then we have an application that you can you can download on your computer, or it can be available through a uh, what we call web-based application. For those of you who are not familiar with what that means, is that you have a website called Google. You could have a website called Bloglines, and they'll allow you to, to use their interface to uh, collect the information that you want. In this case, it will be a variety of feeds. The great thing about having a web-based feed reader is that it is available anytime, anywhere, as long as you're connected to the Internet, which is wonderful if, you, if you're traveling or you're moving from home into school, you still have the same kind of information available to you. I want to talk about the fact that there's Google Reader and blog lines that are available to you. Uh, everyone has their own choices, and I'm going to ask in a few minutes if uh, those people who had the, the green check marks would like to share their experiences about what life was like before and what life <laughs> is like now that you're using a feed reader. 
So let's simply go through. You're going through confusion with way too much information, and now we're going to give you the opportunity to go to someone's site that you really, really like, find out where their feed is, and have that feed directed to your own computer via the internet with something like BlogLines or something like Google. Um, if you're really good at this, you can use your own um, email program. I know that uh, Microsoft Office does it. We also have the new use. Uh, some people use Mozilla, and so if you're not worried about those, those are just different kinds of uh, opportunities to gather the information to you. So um, I don't know if I have any other points that I want to say to you to go through. I think I've covered mm -hmm. just in general what it means to have a feed reader and uh, work through it. So Kim, you wanted to say something? No, yes? I'm no? just waiting for me to finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for the transition. <laughs> okay. Well, at this point, what I'm going to ask the people in the chat room, if someone wants to come to the microphone and talk about what it was like before they knew about this, you know, how they transitioned, you know, they went through a bit of a learning experience and, and what they're doing now with their feed readers. So does anybody in the chat room want to step up and share? You're excited. Look at all these excited people. <laughs> <laughs> no hands raised. There are a lot of people. Oh, there's well, a lot of people. And Thomas. Okay. There are a lot of people um, that don't have mics, so that may be why they're not jumping in, but they're putting it in the chat room. Okay, but Troy, Troy is. Troy's got his, his microphone to go if he wanted to talk. Can we get Troy talking there? Go ahead and. and yes, Troy, okay. just click on the. There mic. you are. Go ahead. I did. Um, I was just going to say the first time that I tried feed readers, I really didn't get it, um, and so I tried feed readers for for a bit, and then I went away from it. And I went back to opening, um, you know, ten tabs at a time and clicking through all the tabs and reading. It wasn't until the second time that I really tried feed readers. Uh, a feed reader. Um, I use NetNewsWire. And then I, so I read everything, and then I clicked, you know, marked all as read, and then I refreshed again, and then I got it that I didn't have to open up all ten of these websites to see if anything had changed. I was just getting the changes, and that was real powerful for me. And now I subscribe to <laughs> a few, <laughs> a few hundred probably feeds to mm -hmm. to feel mm -hmm. in. And then you're just getting the changes. So if a website hasn't changed, you don't get anything from it. You don't waste your time going there and trying to remember what you've read and what you haven't read. So it really brings things in for me. And then since you can organize things by different categories, um, you know, I have an, ed an education tab, which I, you know, I click on that, and it pulls in all those things. So it really organizes things for me. It brings in only the new ones, and then I can click on the links, and the links uh, open in the web browser behind. So if there's something I want to get more of, I can go back and look at it later. So it, it, it made a big difference for me, but not right away. I really had to learn how to use them a little bit better. Very good point. Well, thanks for Thanks very much, Troy. And I, I'm just looking at the time, uh, Peggy and Kim. And I think maybe uh, we've covered the newbie point, and that you'll be able to go uh -huh. for information at the end of the show, and that we should move on for you and uh, Peggy to cover the topic of the day for the Google Forms. Excellent, right. and, and I'm sure we'll come Thank back you, to the reader comments. <clears throat> Definitely. Go ahead, Kim. Um, 
Okay. Now we're going to move over into Google Forms. Um, and we're going to do a poll again. If you could please locate the green check at the top of your menu um, at the toolbar or the red X if you have used Google Forms before, um, if you're an educator in your classroom or not in your classroom, um, personally or professionally. Uh, click the green check for yes and the, the red X for no. Looks like we're having a majority of people that have not. Give me a few more seconds to weigh in, and I'm going to post the results. Okay, and let me make this a bit bigger. And the majority, 50% of us in here, have not used Google Forms, so that's good. And 12, uh, 12 of us have, so that's a pretty good majority that have not used Google Forms. And that's okay. By the end of today, you'll have a, um, an overview of how and what to do with um, some ways that you can use Google Forms in your classroom um, or personally, professionally, either way. So what I'd like to do now is um, move on to the application sharing and show you how to create a Google Form. And hopefully you should be seeing the Google homepage. And I'm going to click up here and go to Google, my Google documents that I have shared with me. And I'm going to create a new one today. And I'm going to create a new form. Okay, I'm going to title it um, classroom2.co survey. Okay, and then I can put directions. Um, please uh, give your input to each question. Click on whatever you want to put here for your directions. Okay, it already starts out with the location for name, and then for my next question. Okay, I'm going to start off with how many cups of coffee did you have today? So I type in my question that I want to find out. And I want them to be able to put in some numbers, okay? And they're going to choose from a list from these numbers that I would like them to do, okay? I can put choose from a list and type them in. Scale, I can also do it that way. So I'm going to go ahead and put choose from a list, okay? They had none. They didn't have any cups of coffee. And I hit the tab button, and that takes me to a new uh, field. So now I'm going to put in they had one cup. Hit tab again for two cups. Hit the tab again for three cups. And I'm going to stop with four cups. Okay? I'm going to make it a required question means that they have to answer the question before they, the survey will allow them to submit the info. So I'm going to click Make it Required, and then I'm going to click Done that I'm done with this question. Okay. Now, I need to add in another question. So I'm going to go up to the top where it says plus, add a question. I'm going to click. I want to add in another text, um, choose from a list question. Okay. My second question is going to be, 
how many hours of sleep do you get per week night? Okay, I'm going to choose from the list. And the first is let's start um, with four hours. Hopefully, you receive you get more than four hours of sleep. Um, let's see, six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, ten hours would be lovely. Okay, then I'm that I think that's as far as I'm gonna go. So I do want this to be a required question, so I put a check there and I click done. And I'm going to add another question, which is my last question for for this survey. Again, I want it to be choose from a list. Um, and if I decided that I didn't want it to be choose from a list after I get um, my question added in, I can go to if I wanted it a paragraph text, meaning going to give the, uh, the people taking the survey a box for them to type in um, an answer. If you do text, it's a shorter uh, place for them to type in their answer. And if you do multiple choice, then it's going to be A, B, C, D, and they have to pick one, similar to what I was doing with the list. And check boxes. It puts the check boxes, or you can add in as the final one that says an other. Choose from a list I've shown you, and then scale. You can go like if you are a rating from one to five, one to whatever. That's what the scale is for. If you wanted it to be on um, going from like strongly disagree to strongly agree, if that was what you were looking for for your answers. So I'm going to put it back to choose from a list. And my question is going to be, favorite. what is your favorite book genre? And if I didn't like the way the questions came out, I can change them. So I'm going to go mystery, fiction, science fiction, fantasy, Romance, and I'm gonna. I know I could go on and on with top uh, different genres, so I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna make it required. Click done. Okay. And so far, this is these are all the questions that I want. Okay. The name, and then my questions about coffee. And you notice the little red star at the end means that those are required questions. The name is not required. It's optional. Um, they can put it or not put it, and it will still submit the information. So what I can do now is if I'm ready for everybody to take the survey, okay, then I could email it out and this is the form to, to send it to others, okay, and it would send the email to that person and then everybody would be able to fill out the form. And do you want us to do that now? I'm trying to get it to where it's where you're able to do that to get back to um, let me go back to my Google Docs since I've got this done. 
Okay. Okay. Here's here's the link. Do we click on that link? Uh, no. Let me exit from uh, application sharing. Okay. I'll put the link up, and then we can do the survey. Okay. Okay. So let me put the link in here. Oops. Not just the moderators. <laughs> Okay, that's the link, and if everybody would click on the link, and you can embed the your survey in your blogs, your websites, uh, even email, however you wanted to send it and get information out that um, somebody wanted to take your survey. So if everybody would click on that link and fill out the survey right now, then I will go to my Google Docs. In just a second, and then we can look at the results. So I'll give everybody a few seconds to, t to click on the link in the chat and go fill out the little survey. And if we don't have your choice there, just pick one, just so you can see how the form yes, works. Yes, thank you. That's a good point. Well, Christian, we'll have to do a tea drinking survey next time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not answering the Thanks, door. Steve. <laughs> Are you bringing up the results now so we can see, Kim? I sure am trying to. My computer is loading. A little slow? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Well, it happens to all of us, so don't worry. I'm on. Get out. Shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door. Lorna, do you want to mute your mic when you're not talking? I can get back to the program. <laughs> it's just not coming up, is it? No. Maybe you can tell us. Okay, wait. There, I think it's it, it well now. Okay, let's try this again. Now I'm going to take you back to. Hopefully. Okay, there we go. Now, these are my Google Documents. I'm going to access and click on the survey link. Okay, and it shows me in a, in a spreadsheet. And you can you know, do anything that you can do in a regular spreadsheet. Okay, it shows me everybody's name that took the survey. It shows me how many cups of coffee that they drank today, uh, their average hours of sleep, and their favorite book genre. And let me scroll. Okay, and um, some people left their name blank, which is fine. That was an optional field, but the other three were not optional. And that's how that you would see that, the results. And if you wanted to go back to the live form to see what that looks like, um, you can go, click go to live form, 
This is what it was what it looked like when you took the survey. If you wanted to embed it, this is where you would go. If you decided, you know what, I didn't want the wording of that question, I could do that. Um, but if you change the question, obviously you're going to, you know, skew the results. You can show the summary, and it says there were 32 responses, and it breaks it down for um, the question percentages for each question, for each response of each question. And it automatically does that for you. It's very quick and convenient. Okay, if you decide now, on, you know what, I don't want anybody else to respond, you can click on that and take away the check. If you wanted to delete it, or if you wanted to send, again, to some another a group of people, another set of friends or whatever, parents, um, then you could send it out again um, as an email invite to take your, your survey. But I really like that it does all of the tabulation and compilation for you very quickly. As you saw, it, you know, it's an immediate result. And you can, you know, do whatever you'd like to do. You can sort these different um, columns alphabetically, however you want to sort the results, depending upon what your topic was. And if you wanted to share the results with people, you could, again, invite people. You could share it with everybody. Um, and publish it on a web page, however you wanted to do it. Um, there are a lot of options with uh, uh, Google Forms as far as who who can take it, who has access to it, and the question options and the responses are limitless. And so, um, some of the conferences are using Google Docs, Google Forms to create the surveys to get feedback. Um, so it's really, really convenient. And I let me go ahead and close out of this. Go back to the room. And give people time now if they have questions or something that they want to uh, ask about Google Forms. Kim, one of the things that we were talking about in the chat room was whether you can see these results live as people are entering their responses and complete the survey. And to my knowledge, that's not possible yet. Do you know anything different? Um, for them, if so like they input the data, go ahead. Like if you embed that form on your wiki and people are filling it in, how can they see the results from everyone else? You're right. They would have to be um, allowed access to the results part in your Google Documents that and it will went post to uh, immediately. the second time. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Um, if you put share with the world, you might be able to. Um, but I, I think there's still some transition that it's not an immediate like it is with the polls in here. Um, but you do have the ability to give them in a separate way. Um, there was on Google Forms notification rules and so forth that it might uh -huh. send out an email when it, um, updating responses. But as far as it updating right there on the spot, yeah. like next to the poll, 
um, next to the survey right there. Uh, Google hasn't gotten that far that I know yet. Yeah, that's what I Somebody thought. Somebody else may. Mm-hmm. What I would be able to Someone asked in the chat room, and this is actually how I ended up doing it. I took a screenshot of the results in the graph form and then posted that image on the um, wiki space. But you have to manually update that if, if the responses change um, because it's not a live feed. But that's a workaround anyway. Right. That's what I was saying. There are workarounds, but it's... Uh, mm -hmm. It isn't designed to give you um, the results immediately in that feedback. It's more for somebody else to take the results and to disaggregate the data that they receive and make spreadsheet, whatever they need to do with that information. That's more how it's designed versus like a poll where it would show the results immediately. Have we missed any other questions in the chat? It goes by pretty fast. Um, so does anybody? There's a way to come to close to real time. OK, I'll have to check that. Thank you, Terry, for that link. I'll check that after the show. Excellent. Right now, it's, it's, um, yeah, you, you can post the results at a later time, but I haven't found a direct coordination. No, I don't and think we have that feature yet. Yeah, I'm. I would think, uh, knowing Google, that it would be coming, or they would eventually do that if there were people asking for it. Yes. Well, why don't we move? Unless there are other immediate questions, why don't we move into um, sharing our uh, blog post of the week, which someone has already mentioned in the chat room. You are all really on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to share Tom Barrett's uh, blog post called 10 Ideas for Using Google Forms in the Classroom. And um, we were hoping that Tom could join us today, but he had other commitments and couldn't. So we'll get him on a later show. But he did an awesome um, blog post where he, he provided 10 ideas. Um, and you all have already hit on some of them. But it is a great blog post. And we'll be giving you the links to everything we talk about today um, in a share tabs form so that you can access them after the show. But um, his um, first idea, one thing I really liked about his blog post was he not only tells you an idea for using them, but then he gives you a link to it so you can actually look at an example of it. And even better yet, he gives you a link that says, get this form. If you click on that link, it will bring the form right up into your own Google Docs account. So you can then edit it, make it your own, and um, use it for other uh, purposes. So that's just a wonderful feature. His first idea was to use it as a way to get to know your class. So um, teachers could, uh, or it could be a club or a group, an organization. It could be professional development, any of those things. But you can ask some questions about 
um, interests, likes, dislikes, favorite lessons, whatever you want to ask, and um, collect that data all in one spreadsheet. And basically what Google Forms is doing, as Kim has shown us, is it creates a spreadsheet, and then you can view it in a form view. He also shared an emotion graph. When I first saw that term, I thought, why would we want to share our emotions? Well, he quickly um, made me realize that you could use it to create a graph to show your responses to things you're reading in a, in a story. So it helps students to visualize the story in a different way. Um, and we have an example there. Uh, it's not that one, Kim, but it's the um, okay. get your own copy one, I think, will will probably work better there. Um, okay. But it's, it's a way for kids to actually show um, their reactions to uh, a book that they may be reading in common with their other students in their class. He also shared an example of a spelling test. So simple. The teacher gives the spelling test, and the students type their responses into that form. And instantly, the teacher can see who got it right and who got it wrong, and um, uh, ha ha really have their grading all taken care of for them. Um, now, obviously, you're going to say, well, if every student doesn't have a laptop or a computer, they can't do it that way. And that's so true. But you can have a spelling center, or you can have a, a one computer in your room that students go and take their test. And maybe you could even have the spelling words recorded so they listen to the recording and type in their words. So be creative and think about other ways that you might be able to use some of these if students don't have access to um, computers. I also love this idea for comprehension questions. You ask the questions. It could be about something they're reading, um, something you've talked about in class. Maybe you did a uh, presentation on um, maps or something like that. And then you can create your questions and put that into a Google form and very quickly see who's getting it and who's not. He also suggests um, how great it is for prior learning assessment. It's a way to find out what your kids know before you teach a lesson. And then you can have them take that same survey after, they te after you teach the lesson. And you can compare the results and see if they actually have learned some things as a result of that lesson. You can use them as a weekly reading record. Um, Teachers often use uh, reading logs um, to kind of help the students keep track of uh, what they've read and, and how they're coming along. And that could easily be done in a Google form. Many people mentioned in the chat room about data handling. And that uh, is a really simple way to manage and collect data about your class. I know that there are lots of primary teachers that like to do like a, a graph of the day, and they may uh, compare food preferences or favorite colors or whether they're bus riders or walkers or things like that that you can just put right into a Google form and enter the responses. And then you quickly get that graph so you can see how that works for you. Um, so they also suggested uh, book reviews and um, ways that they can share 
<clears throat> certain things that they are liking about book reviews. So Tom has given us an excellent start with some ideas. And while I've been talking to you, I'm sure you've been putting things into the chat room that I haven't seen. But we would love to open this conversation up and ask people to either take the mic or put your ideas right there in the chat room. And um, let us know what you found as a great thing to do with Google Forms. Kim, would you like to talk about the share tabs? Uh, yes. You'll notice that when I uh, was sharing the site for our weekly read with you, I went to the share tabs page and it shows all of the links that I put into the share tabs page where you create your uh, page. And so we will be creating a share tabs link for every show, and that's going to be listed with the archives. So in addition to the links that we share during the show, you'll also have the links available with the share tab um, separately. And you'll notice on the share tab when we were there that the um, it shows the link. It shows a thumbnail of the page that the link goes to that we put in to create the list. And it's a really convenient way to have your pages and your links all together. Um, you can, for use in the classroom, you could put topics or pages that you on a topic that you are studying so that the kids would only need to go to your share tabs. And they can go to anything that you put on your share tabs and everything that you, all the research or anything that you want to specifically point out to the students is already compiled there. So, and we use that during our show and during our preparation during the week. Um, so it's been a great resource. So if anybody would like to comment, share, ask a question about Google Forms, about feed readers, um, Please do so. We, we would love to have uh, your input now. Unfortunately, once you create it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Once you create the and you put in your list of links, once you create the shirt tab, you can't go back and edit it. Right. Um, I was going to okay. add that um, the share tabs links that we provide for you for each show will be the links that we prepared in advance, but they won't include the links that may come up in the chat room. So um, right. if Thank you want you. to find those again, then you need to uh, take a look at the chat log and you'll find clickable links right in there after it's posted after the show. Um, and Steve is mentioning Digo uh, as a, a more flexible way to uh, post those links, and I happen to agree with that. ShareTabs is very mm -hmm. visual, um, but you can do web slides with a list in Digo and get the same effect too. So it just kind of depends what you'd like it to do, but. I love the ShareTab site, and it's great to be able to compile all of our links in a visual way. And you'll notice in our ShareTabs today, um, when you get a chance to check it out later, that we have added some videos. We added the Common Craft video, RSS in plain English, and also a video that was created by Sean Wheeler that's about 10 minutes long 
explaining what is RSS, and he goes, he walks you through the steps of um, feed readers and joining them and finding them and things like that. So if you want to um, hear that one more time, you can click on those links and get some help with that. Hey, can I ask you to do something? I, I know we're waiting for people to, to join in, but can you go through to a URL and let people see where the recordings and all this information is going to be stored for them so they have an idea? Because I think that's come up several times. Is it possible for you to do that? You can sure the home page for our website. Right. I think yes. that would be helpful so they can see where the recordings are. OK, sure. And Terry, um, you have the mic now. If you want to go ahead and um, make your comment while I navigate to our site. OK. Uh, first of all, I like the Google Forms because we do, we do not have to have our students subscribe to the Google uh, because you can post the form and it can access it without actually having uh, uh, accounts. And for some schools, right. that's an issue to encourage the students to have accounts. The second thing is uh, I, I did post a couple throughout the chat. The one is a, kind of a little movie that shows you how to try to create it so that it's actually live. And then the most recent link, uh, I think I can put it in here, uh, is uh, a quick one question. And you answer the question, it's uh, how to rate the movie, basically. And then you can click below it and see the results. And that comes up pretty much real time. Mm -hmm. I've used it in class. Now, when I say real time, I only had one graph posted on a display, as opposed to a lot of people checking out the display at the same time. But if anyone wants to click on that link I just posted, you can uh, submit a response, one through five. And then below it, click on results, and you'll see a, a graph appear in the spreadsheet. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. That's excellent. We'll definitely explore that. Because I know getting the live results is really important. Um, I've navigated that's to our a, site. That's a great idea about adding definitely. the results on the page. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't familiar with that. So that's. I'm going to check that out because if that's possible, that is really awesome. And I thank you for sharing that. Yes, it is. And this this is our show archive page. And, and this is what we talked about last week. Here's the um, chat log if you wanted just the chat, if you wanted the audio, or if you wanted the full um, recording. And here's the share tabs link. Even though it's not made a link, I have to fix that. Um, then the wiki, we also have a wiki that where you can go and give us feedback and input on some of the topics or questions that you'd like to have addressed here at our wiki. So we welcome you uh, to give us feedback that way as well. It looks like Colette has raised her hand. Um, Steve, can you give Colette the mic? Okay. Colette, go ahead and click the audio button 
at the bottom whenever you're ready. Okay. Hi, this is Colette. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi. Yes, yes great. Hey, Welcome. I have another idea to go along with Terry's um, idea about getting results. Um, you can actually edit the thanks page after people press submit. So they fill out their form, they hit submit, and then the, f the little message that comes up that says thanks for your response. In Google Forms, you can oh, yes, actually yes. edit what is written on that page. And so what I usually do is I put a link there after they've done the response and put the link to the results and say click here to see the results. But you know, I only do that on, on forms okay. where I want people to actually see the results. So okay. it's just, I just wanted to throw that out there as another way to have people see the, see the results. Oh. Self accepting. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> anyway, I'll fix that so we can see that. Um, that's an excellent point. Very interesting. I think it's under the form when you're editing the form. It's somewhere mm -hmm. over in the share button or something like that. And I'm thinking. Okay. Go to form. Uh, well, no, you got to okay. go to edit the form, not see the live form. To to actually put the link in. Oh, to to edit the note of it. Um, yeah, right there, instead of opening up. No, it's under go to form like you were before, but go to edit the live, edit the form, okay. and over on. Okay. Over on the, right. I think it's under more edit actions, edit right? Yeah, and I put mm -hmm. I put the link in this area here, you know. And you have to go out okay. under under where it says right. email this form. There's a place to get the the mm -hmm. actual link to the, the embedded form. Link. So I put right. it here in this confirmation area. Right, so so just you another would go to the another live way. Form. Mm -hmm. And take that link. Right. Or, or this the survey link right here, and put that in that confirmation. Exactly. From your spreadsheet form. Okay, that's a good point too. Great. And then you would. Well, we're quickly yeah, we're running right out there. of time. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Peggy. <laughs> oh, no problem. Something new. I was excited about it. <laughs> we all were. <laughs> we only have five <laughs> minutes remaining. Is there anyone who would like to share? Uh, an aha moment or a highlight from your week this week as we wrap up our show? You can type it in the chat or you can take the mic. <laughs> That's great, Terry. Well, let's let's move into our wrap up then, because we want to be sure to give you some information about next week's show. Um, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. It was great to have you here. We hope you learned something new, and we're so grateful for those of you that shared your tips and tricks with us. Um, we want to let you know that even though we do have a weekly Saturday show. Next week's show is not going to be hosted by us. And the reason for that is there is an incredible program going on called Educon 2.1. It's being hosted uh, at the Science Leadership Academy in Philadelphia. 
by Chris Lehman and his um, staff. And it is an unconference, but there are lots of people attending live. And the great news is that they are going to be streaming all of it. And we're providing you with links. Right here is the link to educon21wikispaces.com where you can go and see the agenda, see the schedule, and see the um, presenters. In every time block, they have between 10 and 12 presenters. And um, you're going to have a tough time choosing. I know I am. but. The great news there is that they will be archiving those sessions so you can go back and hear them again. There are some really great leaders who will be presenting on all kinds of topics at that time. So we hope that next week during our show time, you'll take advantage of Educon 2.1 and go tune in to some of their sessions. And then we'll be back the following Saturday which is January 31st. Um, and we'll be announcing that and letting you know the topic of the week um, very soon. And Kim, want to tell them about the Illuminate survey? Yes. Um, let me put, here's the link. And if somebody could drop that in the chat, because I can't get back to my Google Docs. Um, Oh, it's opening up. Okay. Um, there are questions, and we're going to be modifying the questions later. Um, but the first question that comes up is facilitator. And you can just leave that one blank or put in your answer, um, whichever works for you. We're not really concerned about that part, but we are concerned about getting the overall content and if you're satisfied with the session. And this information goes to Illuminate because they are the sponsor of this room and giving us all of these features that we're able to use. Um, so it is important that everybody please fill out the survey. But if you would uh, just leave facilitator blank, we would appreciate that. Because um, that's not necessarily information that we need. We need the other information about the interactivity and your satisfaction with the session. So if you could get to that and fill that out that way, that would be great. And go ahead and close out of the web tour. And we want to give a special thanks to Illuminate for this session and Steve for um, Founding Classroom 2.0 and his future site, uh, Future of Education. We want to thank everybody who shared their Google uh, form with us during the week because I put out a request on uh, Twitter and on Clerk for examples. And lots of those examples are in the share tabs uh, list that you can access. Um, somebody put it in the show. Um, during the show, that, and you can access those sites at any time. And thank you so much for giving us access to your survey and feedback that way. And I think everybody who came today and your participation in the show, in the chat, asking questions, um, and everything that, that you're doing with us, we really appreciate that, and learning from you as well, because I certainly did today with some of the Google Forms. Um, and 
if anybody has anything that they'd like to share or some new tool that they learned during the week, um, that would be great. We have a few minutes left. If you'd like to take the mic and share um, something or ask a question, we encourage you to do to please do so. Kim, I would if just like on to add link, one. Oh, please do. Go ahead. I would just like to add one point. Um, if you forget where the um, Classroom 2.0 live site is, we include it every week on the Share Tabs link. So if you go to the Share Tabs link and maybe bookmark that, which would be a great way to have access to all of today's links. Um, later on, at the end of those tabs, you'll find all of the Classroom 2.0 live um, links as well, the calendar and the wiki where you can add your ideas. And we not only want you to add your ideas to the wiki about things you'd like to hear about on the show, um, but we'd also like to have you add newbie questions. If there's something you're dying to know about, put your questions on there, please. Don't think that any question is a stupid question. And we hear that all the time, and there are never stupid questions. We really want to know what you're interested in hearing about. And in addition, you can add your name next to one of those entries. If you'd like to facilitate a conversation about a, a certain topic, put your name and email address on there, and we'll work with you to get that set up. So. Thanks to all of you for joining us, and today's a wrap. Thank you so much, everyone. And just to let everyone know, um, for us to be able to capture the recording of today, that would be Steve, um, you need to log out of the session. Um, because the session needs to be completely cleared before he can do that. So you can just go up to the menu bar where it says Illuminate Live and click on Quit Illuminate Live, and you will be gone. Thanks.
Goodbye, everyone, and have a great day. Steve, will you call us on Skype so we can log out?